wanted to start this podcast to share hunting stories of my experiences and what I've done over the years. There's so much more that is involved in hunting than just pulling the trigger and killing an animal. We want to be inspirational, educational, but we also want to have a good time and teach you how to have a good time as well. And on this episode, I have Kate Joyner, founder of Outdoor Women of Nashville. About 10 years ago, the TWRA put together a Becoming an Outdoors Woman weekend. I went and fell in love with it. And from there, about 10 years ago, the idea sparked like, hey, this is only once a year. That's not enough. I want to do this all the time. The big way to get kids in the outdoors too is get mama out there, help her feel comfortable. And then that leads to bringing the kiddos. My daughter, she's 10, she's about to be 11. And she knows anatomy really well from field dressing deer. She knows what lung tissue looks like. She knows what a liver is. She knows what a heart is. It really carries over to how we're designed. Welcome to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Now for your host, Stephen Robbins. All right, guys and gals, welcome back to another episode of Hunting Day. And on this episode, I have Kate Joyner. She is the founder of Outdoor Women of Nashville. Kate, thanks for coming on. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. We're glad to have you. And uh, definitely, we want to hear more about Outdoor Women of Nashville and what all you got going on. Sure. Well, it's never ending. That's for sure. Uh, We are an extremely active group. Um, We get together several times a week to hike a couple times a month for workshops and classes that relate to relate to the outdoors. And then in a couple of weeks, we're going to Utah to do some uh, girls trip out there, some hiking and rafting and canyoneering and um, all sorts of stuff. So we're always on the go for sure. Yeah. So uh, I really like that because you're not just about hunting, you're about all things outdoors. And so I think you can relate to a lot more people and actually be more inviting to other women that may not necessarily be ready to go on a hunt and kill something, but wants to have that outdoor active lifestyle. And so that's very inviting. That's really nice. Yeah, we we talk we say that it's the the hike to hunt pipeline. So you may come for a free weekly hike. And then once you meet some people, you realize like, oh, these are like normal ladies. You don't have to be um, super hardcore and grow up in the bottom of a holler to hunt. You can just be like normal. And I mean, those folks are normal too, of course, but you don't have right. to be real hardcore. You can just show up to hike. And then by the end of it, we'll get you in muzzleloader season. Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> so you're in the suburbs of Nashville. So you, uh, I'm sure you've seen the Seek One guys. They do a lot of like urban hunting and uh, they've killed some really big bucks around the Nashville area. So that's a, uh, you're in a big buck uh, capital there. Well, hoping to find some this season, hopefully keep my fingers crossed. They've eluded me so far, but hopefully this is my year. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is your year. That's awesome. So what was it that, like, what was the spark or the ignition that, that went on that said, we need to start this, we need to start own and get it going? Sure. Well, about 10 years ago, the TWRA, our wildlife agency here in Tennessee, they put together a Becoming an Outdoors Woman weekend. And it was like a three-day weekend. Well, it's about 10 years now. Uh, I went and fell in love with it. I wasn't raised um, in the hunting community at all. I was raised outside. We canoed and hiked a lot, but didn't hunt. But when I saw that come across my desk, I fell in love with it. Uh, And from there, about 10 years ago, the idea sparked like, hey, this is only once a year. That's not enough. I want to do this all the time. 
Um, and it was kind of always in the back of my head. Well, you know, time marches on and uh, you got to pay the bills. So I had an office job. And um, when I met my husband on one of our first dates, he had asked me like my five-year plan. And I was like, you know what? I'd really love to start an outdoors group um, similar to Bo, what I went to before. I'd love to start that, but someday. Well, that Sunday came when I broke my leg in the woods. So I was by myself on my lunch break hiking and I tripped and I split my kneecap. I mean, just right in two when I tripped. Oh, um, no. It was pretty brutal. And I had to hike out because I was by myself and I shattered my phone and it was a very high drama situation. Well, when I got to the car, I called my husband. My work phone was in there and I said, hey, don't be mad. But I was hiking in the woods alone again, like you said not to. And I broke my kneecap and uh, I need help getting to the hospital. I don't even know where I am. So once he got me there and we got me all taken care of, once I came home, he was like, all right, so you're done with that, right? We're done. Finally, you've learned your lesson. I was like, well, no, but I'll invite some girlfriends to go. And my schedule was uh, more flexible than most. So to have some hiking buddies, I started Outdoor Women of Nashville and invited all my outdoors friends. And from there, we started, you know, a couple hundred people. And now we're almost to 14,000 uh, a couple years later. So, wow. Um, and now, from that little, you know, tragedy, God took that and turned it into something so beautiful. From there, we've gotten ladies into the outdoors in such an impactful way, um, from hunting to fishing to archery. I mean, hiking in Utah, taking trips, going to see the world. It's it's just been such a blessing to get ladies that may want to get involved in the outdoors, but don't really know where to start. We have intro level classes. You don't have to know a thing, girl. Just show up. We'll make sure you have a great time safely. And uh, we'll put you on to some pretty cool stuff. Uh, no equipment necessary, no experience. You just show up and we have the best time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. I really like that. That, you know, one, you turned something that could have been, you know, very negatively impactful on your life, but you took it and you turned it into something that now you're a positive influence on over 14,000 people. That is an amazing story. And my hat is off to you for that because, <laughs> wow, you know, I didn't quite know that own was that big and that's amazing. So really cool. Yeah. We have our private group, which has almost 14,000 ladies, just ladies from Nashville and surrounding areas. Um, and we're active. Like I said, we're not just a, a Facebook group. You can use it that way where you can get in and get hiking recommendations or camping recs or whatever. Um, but we do stuff. We get together. We have two structured classes twice a month where we may teach archery, fly fishing, muzzleloader, long range rifle, um, whatever I'm into that month, whatever sounds fun, we're going to do that. <laughs> and then uh, we also have weekly hikes. We have several girls that that lead those all over. Um, we've expanded out to East Tennessee. We're about to go a little farther south in Tennessee. Um, but yeah, we we do stuff. So we, we really try to build a community. And it's not me. That's all God. He put this together. I was just the dummy that broke my leg in the process. And he kind of did the rest. Him and my husband really guided me as well. He really push me to, to start it. I thought, eh, I don't have the time someday. And he said, do it. So yeah. we did. <laughs> no, that's amazing. Now, when you're doing your, um, your structured classes, like say, for example, archery, are you all meeting at a bow shop or some sort of archery range and then kind of getting that feel for it? Or is it more like, all right, we're going to meet at a, somebody's private place and shoot in the backyard? Well, we're pretty flexible, but it is, um, 
it's more of a glamping experience, but for whatever the topic is. So we're actually partnered with the Tennessee, uh, the TWRA. They sponsor us to hold some of these events. Okay. So they have really given us the key, the keys to the kingdom to hold these at their facilities and with their instructors. And so we get world-class information from the pros themselves on how to do this, how to get started. And it's really a, a no barrier to entry. Just show up have a blast. You don't have to know a thing. Um, and we've had girls that come and they're like, I don't know. It just looks cool. I, yeah. I want to see what that's, what that's about. Um, so they come. And then from there, once they realize how fun it is and how satisfying it is to hear that, you know, once you hit the target, yeah. um, they, they get addicted. And we have girls send me videos um, of them shooting in their backyard or from their apartment complex. And we try to show you like, it's real easy. It's, you don't have to we can get you started at a pretty, pretty easy level. Um, and we offer, so we put everyone in a chat. So once you're in that chat, if you're coming to the class, you're in a chat. Well, once you're there, that chat stays open indefinitely. So you can say, Hey, I'm going to go shoot some bow. Um, does anybody want to go? And you have an instant group of, you know, 15, 30 people that you can go with that you've already met and you already know. And you kind of know where you're at skill wise. So you're not intimidated or nervous. Um, you can both go together. So it's been really cool. That is cool. And it's really nice because, you know, with that, having that group, you're already kind of breaking down some of those barriers or those walls that people may have. And so getting those women to actually get together as a group and then go hike, like you said, everybody kind of knows where they're at, you know, as far as their experience level. But, you know, you may bring a couple people who are completely new to it, but at the same time, like as they, like anything in life, the, the more they do something, the better they're going to get at it and the more comfortable they're going to get at it. But just getting someone to take that first step or to jump that first hurdle is almost as, that's probably the most difficult thing of the entire process is to that first step. And so it sounds like you've created the channels or the avenues to kind of lead those people to lead those women to go the right way. And so that's really cool. I'm, I, I love when I can get women to come on the podcast because I, I, I know that there is a large amount of women who want to be in the outdoors, but they see it as a way that it's more of a male driven masculine sport, but it's really not. Uh, I think there was Joe Rogan was recently talking about it. There is a, like an article out that, the majority of the uh, women in like early centuries did hunting more so than the men did. Like hunting was a yeah. woman's activity, not the men's. And so it's really like not saying we need to go back to that, but at the same time, right. like hunting should not be male or female dominant. It should be open to all. And the way that we do that is through groups like yours. And we've had, uh, Felicia Marie with Women of the Wild on here. And we've I've had numerous other women who have gone to similar events or done something on, on a women's only trip that really kind of sparked their interest and got them back into or introduced into the outdoors. And so having people and women such as yourself that can come on, spotlight what you're doing to where any of our listeners, they're like, Hey, I'm close to Nashville or, Hey, I can still be a part of that group and learn and become a, an outdoors woman. And it may be as something that's, you know, 
simple as going hiking. No, I don't want to say simple, but it's, you know, you know, to go hiking, the, it's a lot less of a investment or a, Mm -hmm. you know, experience, knowledge gaining type of experience. So just to go hiking is, is you're getting them in the outdoors. And then, like you said, it's the pipeline. You Mm -hmm. can, they can move along and, you know, they may stop at fishing, but they may keep going to hunting and and beyond. So it's really cool. And I feel like maybe I'm rambling a little bit here, but at the same time, you can tell me how cool you think we are. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, it's really, it really is cool though, because, you know, my wife, April, she's been hunting with me now. We've been married 16 years going on 17 and she's, our first year of marriage was, I mean, it was great, but we had some trials because she knew I hunted, obviously, before we got married, but she didn't. She (laughs) thought maybe I wouldn't as much, but it was probably the opposite, you know, and um, I hunted a lot and I kind of got that ultimatum to where I, I needed to stop hunting. And I'm like, you know, this is who I am and I have a passion for it. And you know that come with me, you know, let's do this together. And so that's what really like, you know, that could have went the other way, obviously. And it didn't thankfully, but so she came with me and started hunting with me. And, you know, that first year that she hunted, she didn't kill anything. In fact, I don't think we seen very many deer because we were hunting a lot of public land and, you know, we would see deer, but they weren't legal deer for her to take and things like that. And so, um, and she was, for a long time she would not shoot a doe it had to be a big buck and i'm like i'm telling you you will hunt for years without killing a big buck here in certain parts of where we hunt i said it's not that they're not here it's just it's difficult it really is there's a lot of pressure on them they 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 primarily become nocturnal and so we had a lot of fun though you know a lot of the basics and her learning about hunting we uh i i, I was like you know what I'm going to get some cameras, some camera gear. And so that's ultimately how we started our first TV show. So back in 2011, we were on the pursuit channel and, uh, and that all stemmed from her starting, starting to hunt in 2008. And so it just progressed on and on and on. And now, you know, she's gotten back into hunting since, you know, our, our youngest kid now, Declan, he's going to be four here this September, but she's recently got back into hunting. But growing up, she never had a single person in her family that really hunted or even could potentially show her what hunting was. And so yeah. had maybe, you know, your group own been around, maybe she would have, maybe it wouldn't have taken me and her getting married for her to even get in the outdoors. Because even though we dated and I hunted all throughout our dating, it, she had no interest in it because it was something that I did and not something that mm-hmm. she, you know, she knew. So I think that the more one with social media, because, you know, 16 years ago, social media was just becoming a thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but with social media and technology, we're starting to see that, you know what, th- there's always been women that have hunted. It's just, it was never really spotlighted because there was no spotlight for them. But now with social media, there it's, it's becoming a thing. And so groups like yours, you know, if we can take it and spotlight you 
And then so maybe there are some kids, some girls that are growing up that are looking for something different, but, you know, they don't know what it is, but then they, they come across you. Maybe that's exactly what they're looking for in their life. And so it's great, and especially the way that you talk about God and how God does this. I think that's important, too, because we all have a purpose and he has a calling on our lives. But sometimes we don't know how to find that. And so with help and mentorship from people like you, I think young ladies can find that. And and God is a huge part of this. My, you know, I'm a, a Christian, a, a Protestant Christian, and that's a huge part of, of the organization. You don't have to be a Christian. We won't push it on you. But for me, it's impossible that they're married. God in the outdoors are, I mean, it's his creation. Yeah. You, you can't separate them. It, we don't preach to you, nothing like that. All are welcome. Well, all ladies, I guess, are welcome, but we don't <laughs> preach to you or anything like that. But they're just, it's its symbiotic. They're together. That's his creation. And for me, um, you know, one of our classes that we offer is wild edibles or foraging. Okay. And um, I don't take any man-made medicine. If I do, it's extremely rare. I, I just don't go down that path. I truly believe that I'm divinely created. And if he created me, why would he not give me the toolkit I need to be successful um, 100%. to stay healthy? So maybe I, maybe that's a point of privilege. Maybe I'm speaking because I am healthy. But so for me, when we do our wild edibles class, that's truly the way that I see God work the most is, hey, man, you don't need to rely on these things that man created. And thankfully, we have those options. And that's great. I'm not anti-medicine. Yeah. I'm just a naturalist where we start. If he put me here on this earth in this particular spot, let me look in the grass at what he created and gave me to heal my yeah. body or to keep me well. So we start there. Um, and, you know, a big part of being in the outdoors is being a good steward of God's creation. And that that's huge. So not only getting new people involved and through women, their children come too. So bringing them in, but teaching them how to be good stewards of the land and not just beyond the pack it in, pack it out, but how do you be respectful on the trails? How are you a courteous uh, outdoors person? And um, when you harvest an animal, what does that truly mean? It's not just the the thrill of the kill or the grab and grin. I mean, I love those picks too. Nothing's more inspiring than a, a big old, you know, uh, grab and grant. I love those picks, but it's more about, well, now I can feed my children organic, free range, natural food straight from its creator that I harvested myself yes. and put on their table. So it goes past just gardening, um, which is also wonderful. We teach a canning class. So, okay, you grew it. Now what? So we teach that too. Um, but we dabble a little bit across the board in the outdoors, but so now you, a lot of our cooking at home, um, I say that my full-time job is I'm a personal chef for my family because I cook three, <laughs> three scratch meals a day. Uh, I got the bread maker going. You might hear it beep in a minute, but how do we take that and feed ourselves from his bounty? Um, so to me, they they just go hand in hand. I, I don't see how you can uncouple them. Um, but like I said, all are welcome. All ladies are welcome. Um, my co-chair, she's uh, my right hand. Her daughter is Muslim. And we share a lot of the same beliefs and the same um, interactions with the outdoors. So, in fact, I'm very fair skinned, as you can tell. So we shop at the same place to get our burkinis. Because <laughs> when I'm in the water, I'm covered head to toe because I'm so fair skinned. Yeah. So all are welcome, for sure. Yeah, fair enough. And like, I love what you said, though, about the whole free range organic protein that you provided. And that is something right. that we have 
we continue to instill into our kids, but I think it, the foundation is there and it is amazing. And, you know, on previous podcasts, I've had Ava and Zoe both on here and, you know, I asked them like, what does hunting mean to you? And Zoe, you know, she'll tell you like to, to kill deer, to eat it. And Ava, same thing, like, Hey, we are putting this in our freezer so that we can eat it. And, uh, I, I asked Zoe, I said, what's your favorite thing about hunting? And she says, eating deer. And uh, <laughs> like, they're very privileged in the fact that they get, I travel with them to hunt all across the U.S. And, That's you know, and it's something that, you know, we've been blessed extremely and abundantly. And I have a good career. I work in the oil and gas industry and I work, you know, a rotation to where I get weeks off at a time. I work for weeks at a time, but I get weeks off at, at the same time. And so we travel, we go wherever and, you know, they, they have had some hunts where they've killed some really nice trophy animals, but then at the same time, they're just as happy to go in our backyard here and hunt on our land or to go right down the road to my uncle's and hunt at his land or to go to the public land that we have nearby as well. They don't care. And, that, you know, mm-hmm. um, they, they're complete opposite of how April started hunting because April didn't want to shoot a doe. Now, she will shoot a doe now. She has no problem doing that. <laughs> and, it tastes a little better anyway. <laughs> but exactly. And but the girls, they um, like the, we had a hunt last year where I had to tell them to stop shooting because like deer kept coming into our field. And I'm like, okay, we're done. And they're like, we can't shoot anymore. I'm like, no, we have legally reached our our limit. We cannot shoot any more deer. And but deer kept coming out. And I'm like, you know, when I was nine years old, I was tagging along with my dad hunting. We never saw this many deer in a week, let alone one evening. And here we got, you know, bodies everywhere. And it's like, okay. That's the other thing. They like to shoot. And they they love being a part of the aftermath, right? And, you know, Zoe's still a little young for the field dressing part. She'll watch it. But um, Ava, she, she'll jump right in there. And yep. she, she has no problem getting her hands dirty. And what's really cool is when we first started doing this with her, I was explaining to her what each organ was. Now mm-hmm. she's explaining to Zoe what each one is. And I'm like, this is so awesome that... She has taken to it. And because Ava took to it like she did, it cemented Zoe before Zoe even had a chance, is the way I say it, because yeah. she wanted to be like Ava so much and do what Ava does. So, at you know, Ava started hunting at six, killed her first deer at six years old. And it was a true, like, this will never happen again story, right? And um, it, I thought at first it was going to ruin her. Because she killed a 10-pointer her first morning hunting, right? And and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have set the bar so high with this kid. And uh, it was as big as any buck I've killed. And, you know, extremely proud, slightly jealous, but extremely proud. And uh, she, uh, so she took to it. You know, she, I tried to make sure all of her experiences were good experiences. And at any point that she was ready to be done with the hunt, we were done. Because the last thing I wanted to do is be like, oh, I don't want to stay any longer. Like, because it needed to be positive. If I wanted her to want to go with me, and that meant that there were a few hunts that 
you know, by certain people's standards were ruined, but they were great hunts for me and Ava because we were out in the woods together. And so fast forward, now Zoe sees Ava. I'm taking Ava hunting and Zoe wants to go. And I'm like, you're not quite there yet, baby. And she got to the point because I let them shoot when they start potty training, they start shooting 22s. That's great. Obviously, under direct supervision oh, of sure. me and like no distractions, things like that. And, you know, so Zoe became what I, she's the family sniper. I mean, she can, <laughs> if I wanted to sight a gun in, I'll give it to her. You know, that type, like wow. she is, yeah. she shot an axis deer this year at 258 yards and dumped him. And I was That's like. That's amazing. Yeah, she's, but she will never rush a shot. Um and we've we had quite a few scenarios where we're like, so you need to take this shot. And she until she's ready, <laughs> she will not shoot. And, you know, I'm proud of her for that, you know, and at sometimes it can be a little frustrating because the window's gone now. And yeah. but for her, that's fine. The window is only a window when she's ready for it. And, right. and so she is, but again, if I, I got a new gun and I know she can handle it, I'll get it, you know, to that. Okay, here we are. Now, give me a three shot group. Let me know where I need to move it. You know, that type That's of thing. Right. Yeah, she is. She is a sniper. And, uh, yeah. but she proved herself. She's like, I want to go hunting. So yeah. she was three years old. She was, it was September, the end of September, two years ago, I guess it would be. Yeah, two years ago. And she, um, Ava killed a deer during the youth, like the youth weekend. Ava killed one. Zoe wanted to kill one. And she had a 300 blackout and she shoots lights out with that thing. And it's a little AR pistol. And so she and me and Ava went hunting and she took and she shot a, it was a really small doe. Mm, it, Still maybe had a couple of color variations to it because it was there in September, but she made a phenomenal shot and it was like 87 right. yards. I, I can't remember exactly, but it was around 80 yards and she, I mean, she made an amazing shot and like she, she was beside herself because she knew she could do it, but she like, she finally did it. And I'm like, you're three years old. What do you mean? You finally did it. You know? <laughs> But she wanted to prove that she could go hunting just like Ava. And since then, I mean, she'll be six here in November. And I mean, she's over 10 big game animals in. And wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. They're, they they are definitely privileged and I don't, they definitely don't know that they're privileged at this point in their life. But hopefully when they look back, they say mom and dad did everything they could to make sure we had some amazing memories growing up. And uh, Declan, he's three. He'll be four here at the end of September. He killed two deer in Texas last year. And wow. with Ava's 350 Legend, they, uh, my buddy had a suppressor down there. And, you know, we got it, put it on there. And, um, you know, Texas has these amazing gun laws to where if a suppressor is made in Texas, it can be used in Texas with no okay. like the, no a, a federal government overreach and uh nice. so yeah you can just buy it and put it on your gun you can't take it out of the state of texas but you, as long as you can legally own a gun you can legally own a suppressor and it's like oh why can't more of the country be this way but yeah for sure we were able to put the suppressor on ava's 350 legend and 
Declan, he has this saying with recoil and loud noises. So 22s are good for him, but anything else beyond that, it's like he's a little, he's too, he's too intimidated by it. But he yeah, watched, sure. he watched us shoot the, her rifle multiple times at the range. And he's like, I can do this, set him up. And he's just, he's banging still at a hundred yards, shooting a really tight group. And we're like, all right, let's go hunting. And Texas is yeah. full of animals. There's no, there's no lack of, uh, target <laughs> targets in yeah. texas so we took him out in that evening he killed two fallow deer and uh that's great yeah we're we joked we're like well i guess he's officially part of the family now and uh, <laughs> he's here as you're keeping him no yeah, returns now yeah, but, that's great but that's but you know when you're when you're talking about getting the kids in the outdoors that's huge yeah and the way to do that is through mamas daddies are at work uh, and a lot of mamas are too but you know, with single motherhood increasing around the country, this is a big way to get kids in the outdoors too, is get mama out there, help her feel comfortable, help yes. her understand what's going on. And then that leads to bringing the kiddos. Um, my daughter, you know, we homeschool, she's, she's 10, she's about to be 11. And she knows anatomy really well from field dressing deer. Yeah. Um, she knows what lung tissue looks like. She knows what a liver is. She knows what a heart is because they're still mammals. And it really carries over to how we're designed. So she understands that. She also understands biology and ecology and all sorts of stuff just from field dressing really in the back of our subdivision yard. <laughs> um, we have, Last season, we didn't have time. We knocked a couple down and we ran out of daylight. We were kind of far from home. So we just threw them in the back of the truck and we're like, oh, we'll just dress them when we get to the house. So we were out there and it was dark and we live in kind of a nice neighborhood for sure. And, our neighbors already know that we're hillbillies and that's all right. They, they love us just the same and yeah. they're not wrong. So we were out there elbows deep getting this thing done. And our nanny, who's our next door neighbor came and she's like, Hey y'all. And we're like, don't, you may not want to come over here right now. But um, she came and she was like, Oh, okay then. <laughs> and we're out the backyard doing it. But my daughter was elbows deep. She was the one doing it. So yeah. it's important to get them out there and see and, um, my daughter is quite the cook. So now she understands where our food comes from. And yes. at, um, it's great. It's a, a wonderful convenience to get it at the grocery store, but that's not where it comes from. That's where we buy it from, but right. that's not where it comes from. Exactly. So it, it's been cool to like get her involved. And she's been out to the youth squirrel hunt with the TWRA and, um, She's had the best time. She really enjoyed that, but she hasn't knocked a deer down yet. She likes to shoot just about 22. That's that's where she's comfortable, 22s and 14s. And, yep. um, she wants to do the youth hunt this year for deer, but we told her, well, sis, you're going to have to shoot something bigger. And she goes, oh, no, it's fine. I'll just shoot the 22 like a bunch of times. <laughs> like, that's not how it works. <laughs> nice try, but that's not going to work. So this year, I think she's going to try to knock them down for the for the juvenile hunt. Okay, awesome. What type of rifle is she going to try? I'm not sure yet. We haven't gotten that far, so it's yeah. coming right up on us. But uh, in fact, we're going to do a, a video for ladies on how to select a hunting rifle. Um, I'm a muzzleloader. I love muzzleloader. That's kind of my my thing. Um, yeah. But they're all good. So we're going to go and partner with a local gun store and the TWRA. We're going to have one of the guys come out and kind of walk us through. If you're a lady and you're new to this um, and you don't have anybody else to kind of walk you through or you want to do it on your own, what you should know walking into a gun store. Yeah. That's a whole other experience as a woman um, going into a gun store can be an 
absolute nightmare and so frustrating and um, just not a great experience. So we want to start from the jump about, because it's a whole other language. They speak a totally different language. And if you don't know what they're talking about, it can be frustrating and intimidating. And you can walk out of there with something that maybe isn't what you actually need. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to do a video on how to get started in that aspect. Um, so, and like I said, our classes are kind of set up that way too, where you don't have to speak that language. You don't have to know the difference between, you know, mill and MOA and all this stuff. Like none of that matters, girl, just sit down. We'll put you on the target. We'll get you used to pulling the trigger and then we'll work backwards and teach you everything you need to know from there. Yeah. But let's start with the fun stuff <laughs> and then we can do all the nerdy stuff later. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's great. So that would be really cool to like, actually, I can't wait to see that video because a lot of people, I, I say that a lot. That's very generic when I say a lot of people, but people from time to time will say, oh, this is what's new. This is what I need. Or this is who what so-and-so shoots. This is what I need. And don't get me wrong. That's not necessarily a wrong way to look at it, but it may be wrong in the way that you were wanting to use what, you know, if you're trying For to, sure. you know, to go, you can, you can squirrel hunt with a shotgun or a 22, both are equally effective. One's overkill and one's not, you know, so it's, yeah. there, there's, there's multiple ways to attack it, so to speak. And so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer that everybody should own every gun that's out there. There's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a right gun for every scenario, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but well, and uh -huh. One thing about the gun community is everyone is an expert and everyone knows the best one to ever shoot was this one and that one. And everyone has an opinion. And when we do our intro to handguns class, that's the first thing we tell them when, because the, everyone asks me, they're like, and I'm no expert by any means. I'm just an enthusiast. So they'll ask me and, and our TWA guys teach it, but I host it. And they're like, what, what kind of gun should I get? And I said, the one you're going to shoot. Yes. <laughs> what do you want? What do you like? What feels good in your hand? How are you going to carry it? Where is it going to be? What's it for? Is it for home defense or personal defense if you're out and about? You know, there's a lot of factors. So if, if you go into a gun counter and they want to get you a Snubnose 38 special, like just walk out, girl. Walk out and call me and I will walk you through yeah. some different options that work well for you. And maybe that is the gun for you. And that's great. I'm so happy for you. But we like more things than just, you know, Snubnose Revolver and Tiffany Blue. There's a lot of options out there. And maybe that's the gun for you and that. That's great. I'm happy for you. But if it's not, we got other options for you. <laughs> yep. No, that's perfect. We I pick with uh, a buddy of mine, Ted. He's been on the podcast multiple times and he's big in the predator hunting. And, and I'm getting there, especially the more that I hunt with him. And, uh, you know, I've killed a fox and coyotes with a 17 HMR to a 204 all the way up to a 300 win mag, you know, and yeah. like we kind of, he loves his 22, 250 and I've got one of them as well. And I'm probably going to try to kill a coyote with one this year, but you know, it, it goes from exactly what you just said. That 204 works really well for it. The 300 win mag, it works really well for it. But that's not really yeah. the one that you should be using, the 204 or that 22250, the 223. You know, those yeah. are the ones that are actually made for what you're trying to do. And so I've, I could definitely see where women would walk into a gun store. And I don't want to say that the guy himself would try to be a know-it-all, but he's just, try, you know, he 
if he knows how to sell and do his job, he'll sell her the right gun. But if he's just, hey, this gun will work because he's thinking it works for him, that may be the problem, you know. And so not saying yeah. that that's the, every scenario, but I'm sure that the, you women do run into that a lot. Well, and the way we carry is different. You know, one thing that we do in class is our fellows and we love our fellows. We're not we're, we don't. It's not that we dislike like the guys or how they do it, but when they get up to talk, they talk about holsters. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how many of y'all are wearing a belt in here? And no one raises their hand. And I said, well, the two holsters they showed you are specifically for belts. <laughs> like We don't operate that way. Most of us live in yoga pants or something similar. Yeah. So our holster needs are totally different. Like it's just different from a lady's perspective. Yeah. And so having a resource of ladies that you know, you can get together and say, well, how do you do it? What's, what's that look like for you? And, um, you know, my husband and I, we have a hard time hunting together. He's my best friend, my life partner. I've bared his children, love him more than anything. I don't like hunting with him. It is stressful. (laughs) It's not very much fun. I much prefer going with my girlfriends. Um, It's just different. It's a different environment and it's just, and we love our fellows. It's not that we just, have a different perspective and a different way to do things. And sometimes it's fun to hear from our ladies. Um, I shared with you earlier, my husband, he was a green beret. He's a marksman shooter. He can, he's ambidextrous. Um, he can shoot either eye, either hand, out shoot me all day long. By far a better shot, but I hate shooting with him. I'm like, you go down there. I'm going to go down here and I'm going to work on my stuff. You can work on your stuff because yeah. um, <laughs> it's just different. It is just different. So we value our marriage enough not to shoot together any longer. <laughs> We're the same way, especially when it comes to bow hunting and or bow, yeah. you know, archery practice because April is extremely talented, naturally talented. Sure. And we anytime vice me trying to give her advice or she's trying to give me advice yes. and it's like next thing you know okay you you shoot and i'm you know i'm, I'm done next thing you know, you're in a fight yeah so <laughs> and it's really funny because my buddy chance and i just talked about this and the same goes with our children you know especially sure. now that ava is nine years old and i'm maybe you can uh agree with this but as they get older the more they know and uh oh yeah you know so it's like i'm trying to give her yesterday we were shooting basketball in the backyard completely off topic right we're shooting basketball and i'm like hey if you hold the ball this way you'll get a different type of <laughs> rotation and spin when you shoot and she's like that's how i'm doing it and i'm like no, baby, look like this. And, you know, and she's like, that's how I'm doing it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, sounds good, babe. <laughs> if you're, if you're, if you like the way you're shooting, you just keep shooting that way, you know? And, uh, yeah. but Chance, he says it all the time. He's like, if his kids come hunting with me, they just came fishing with us and they came up as a family and went fishing with us. And so, like, I took some time with his two boys and then he took some time with our kids. We were all in the same boat. Sharing the same information, but yep. because it came from <laughs> someone that wasn't their parents, they absorbed it a lot differently than, you know, and so sure. same thing when we go hunting down there, like, I'm like, Chance, you, 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 you're, you're guiding our kids right now. I'm here, I'm running the camera, but they'll listen to you a little bit more than they will me. And it's, it's true that it truly is. And so. Well, wives are the same way for yes. sure. Like we don't, we love our husbands. Obviously that's why we married them and we respect them and value their stuff, but it's just not easy to do together. So 
given ladies a place where like, leave the fellas at home, leave the kiddos at home and come hang out with your girlfriends and you are guaranteed to have a good time. Yeah. Um, we've been doing this four years and the only complaint we ever got is someone didn't feel like they had enough time to shoot. Um, our classes are four hours long and they're like, that wasn't enough time. I want a longer class. Yeah. Um, that's the only complaint we ever got because we have a good time. <laughs> that's not bad then. And, and we love our guys and we have several male instructors and they are wonderful, but we specifically partner with people that are like your cool uncles. Yeah. They're not your daddy. That's going to have high expectations and kind of wear you out about technique and specifics. And I don't care if you call it a magazine or a clip, let's just get you comfortable. And then we'll work backwards and teach you the language. We're not going to be all over you and police you about those things that some people care a lot about. Right. We'll get there as long as you're safe and having a good time. We'll teach you the right terminology. So we are guys that that teach for us are like your cool uncles that are like, let me show you this. Like, let me show you how to do this. And um, we don't allow any instructors that will little lady you like, oh, let me show you how to do it. Little lady, like you're gone. It's <laughs> not going to work. You're gone. So we get the the coolest guys and and shout out to James and Matt and Rob and Ken that, that help us out. Some of the best uh, around and they're so knowledgeable but they present it in a way that's easy for a lot of us to digest because <laughs> sometimes your husband doesn't always do that. <laughs> right. No, that's perfect. That's awesome. And at the end of the day, the goal is to educate and inspire and that is yeah. perfect. So as long as that's happening, perfect. Yeah. And sometimes again, with guns specifically, it is another language and it, it doesn't is. always make sense. It's a lot of numbers and they don't always seem to correlate and make sense. And, if you're brand new, you're just, that's such a high barrier to entry yes. when someone's like, oh, well, what are you doing? You're like, I, I just, I don't know. I want to shoot. I, I'm not sure. So let's do what you want to do, which is start to shoot. Let's teach you how to do it safely, where you can do it safely and who you can talk to to learn that other stuff. Let's get you started. Just start there. Yep. And so once you get more comfortable as you're shooting, we've had ladies, you know, put the ammo in backwards and we're like, oh, well, let me show you how it goes this way. And they're like, oh, that makes sense. Instead of being all over them and embarrassing them or, you know, oh, you're not doing it right. Or you got to do it like, okay, well, let's unload. Let's try again. Yeah, <laughs> you know? absolutely. Um, you just got to start small because we're, we're specifically designed for ladies that are not familiar with this, have never done it. Think it looks cool, maybe, or interested in it, or at least open to the idea, but have never done it before. Or maybe you did it a hundred years ago with dad, but that's been a long time ago. Well, come with us and we'll refresh it and get you started. And then um, we're, we're starting to build level ones and level two classes. So, okay, you've been to some of our more like glamping experiences for these things. Well, now what do you do if you're stuck? You're out fly fishing in a stream and you caught the biggest tree of your life behind you and you can't cut it loose and you don't want to cut your float line like what do you do, yeah. <laughs> you know, if you don't have us there? So we try to make it super low barrier to entry and just a good time. We sell the experience. And then once you've had the experience, then we'll get you the knowledge that you need to, to understand that, you know, it, it is a magazine, not a clip. But at the end of the day, does it really matter that much if you're out there shooting? Like, let's not get stuck on that. You yeah. Know? Perfect. I like it. No, that's this is really awesome. And uh, so you say you all meet twice a month. Is that right? We do. We have structured classes that are twice a month. Now in our group, any of the ladies can say, Hey, I'm going to shoot or I'm going to hike, kayak, camp, whatever. 
There's always an open invitation to do any of that, but we have organized classes that I specifically put together. Um, so, and they're structured in a way that we we start a group chat, so you know exactly what to wear, what the parking situation is, what the bathroom situation is, all those things that for first time ladies, it's like, oh, these are things I need to know. What shoes do I wear? And as vapid as that may sound, it's a valid concern. Yeah. You know, if you show up. And flip-flops to the gun range, you're probably not going to have a great time. So we'll get ahead of that for you and tell you everything you need in the chat. We kind of get to know each other. Um, And then once you show up, we have a safety briefing every time. We have the best snacks around. So there's always snacks involved. Um, And it's a social event. So even if you're not there, you know, we teach long range rifle where we shoot one mile away, which is not heard of in Tennessee there. I don't know of any other ranges where you can do that here. You know, we got a lot of hills, same as in West Virginia and Virginia, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, It can be difficult to shoot that, but we have access to a range here where you can do it. And so these ladies may not go on to be marksman shooters, you know, and long range may not be their thing, but at least they're in front of a rifle now. So we kind of tell them what they're going to need to have success that day. We send them an Amazon shopping list of, Hey man, if you want some equipment, here's what you can get. And then, they show up, eat some snacks, have a good time, fellowship with other ladies, shoot, send some lead down range, learn some stuff and send you on home. So it's a good time. That is awesome. That is awesome. No, you mentioned this is a group on Facebook, correct? Yes, we are on Facebook. Okay. What's your group name? Outdoor Women of Nashville, hashtag own group. Okay, perfect. So yeah. if anybody, any women that are listening to this that are, are interested, Outdoor Women of Nashville, and then it is hashtag own group hashtag own group. Perfect. And any fellas, if you want to support us or, or ladies that aren't ready to jump into the group, we do have a public page. That's how you and I connected. That's our forward facing page. Uh, that's so people can see kind of what we're doing. We don't offer our, our events on that public page. All that's done in our private group. Cause we just don't want to tell everybody where we're at in the woods and at what time. Right. Absolutely. So I'll, all that's done in our private group, but our public facing page, we have several fellows on there that that show us love and support what we're doing. And we're so grateful for that. Good deal. Now, that is awesome. No, Kate, I have had an amazing time talking with you about all of this. And I know that our listeners have gained a tremendous amount of value, especially the ladies and even younger generations that are maybe hesitant or, you know, shy in in regards to the outdoors. And so I think we've broke down a lot of walls as to how you are doing this. And then I love what you said, the pipeline from hiking to hunting. That is amazing. That's a very, that's a really good way of putting it. And uh, I'm, I support everything that you're doing. I know April's excited about what you all are doing as well. And then even our girls, they're like, this is cool. And so yeah. it's it's great to have role models that my kids can look to. Um, I had uh, another lady, Charmaine Leith, on recently, as well as Charity yeah. Wanachek. And these, you all are women that if my kids saw you on social media, I would have no problem with them following you. There are a lot of hunters, huntresses on social media that... They may be great hunters in their own right, but I don't want my kids following them just because of their values. And I'm not saying they're bad people by no means. I'm sure they are great people, but that's not the way that I want my daughters to present themselves in a manner of public eye, so to speak. And so um, I thank you for that, for being a positive role model for for my kids. Oh. 
It's yeah, awesome. My pleasure. And we talk about that in our group sometimes. Now we love our ladies that can, you know, rip it and grin in their bikini tops. I mean, more power to you, girl. You look great. Good. I'm yep. excited for you. I love that for you. Um, but you don't have to, and you don't have to do that to hunt. You don't have to be out there either in a real tree bikini or, you know, all camoed out, climbing through the mud. Like you can, I'm a normal subdivision mom, like suburban mom that likes to do this stuff. You can just get off work and come hang out with us. Yep. There's, there's definitely an in-between and, and we're here for you. Now we like them all now. We'll, yeah. I'll cheer you on, girl. I like your Instagram posts, like your story, but um, that's not my speed. And we're very family friendly. We don't curse. We don't allow alcohol at any of our events. Um, you know, we keep it very family friendly, uh, just really a, to honor God. There's no reason yep. to bring that that other stuff into it. If that's how you live, that's great. But that's not how we do it in our group. Yep, perfect. <laughs> I think that's a really good ending there. Um for for a lot of reasons like that is amazing and i love the values that you all stand on and that you do have god in the in the middle of it and the focus of it and so kate thank you for coming on i really do appreciate your time and uh, like i said i'm sure that our listeners have gained a tremendous amount of value in this and uh, yeah if there's anything else you'd like to say before we go feel free yeah the jesus loves you and i do too I love it. Thank you so much for having us on. We really appreciate it. Oh, you're welcome. And as always, guys and gals, thank you for your continued support of the podcast here. We love it and uh, we love you. And as always, keep hunting and keep doing what God calls you to do. Thank you for listening to Hunting Day with Stephen Robbins. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. If you'd like to follow, you can find Stephen on Instagram at Stephen Hunt Day and Facebook at Stephen Robbins HD. If you'd like to reach Stephen, you can email him at stephen.huntingday at gmail.com.